Good evening, folks, and welcome back to another episode of South of Cheddar Curtain. As always, it's your boy, Devin Hine, sitting across from the table from the man, the myth, you know he's the legend, Luke Mueller. You want to say hi to the folks, Luke? Hello, folks. And guys, we again have an even happier podcast for you today, as our Green Bay Packers were able to go into Tampa Bay in a blistering heat and pull out a 14-12 win over the Tom Brady Buccaneers. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's what I was looking for. I did my own little spin on it. It didn't sound nearly as good. But all right, let's sort of start off last week, like this week. Sorry, let's start off this week, like last week. Whew, it's a good start to the show. <laughs> Killing it. With things that we think and things that we know. I can start first. Please do. All yeah. right. Things that I think. I think it is about time that we do an offensive line shuffling. This is the mm-hmm. first game that we had David Bakhtiari back. He was on a bit of a pitch count. And they did an interesting way where they had him and Yash Nyman uh, alternate possessions. They did. And from all accounts and purposes, Bakhtiari seems fine. You know, we'll see how he looks this week. I think for a while, it's going to be a very week-to-week thing with him. Yeah, probably for a good portion of this season. But if we're in a situation where we're, you know, maybe a few weeks down the road, we're more confident about Bakhtiari, you know, actually being able to stay healthy for a bit. I think you either need to look to bringing in Zach Tom over Royce Newman at right guard. Okay. Or maybe trying Zach Tom at right tackle and moving Elton to guard, his more natural position. Where he's dominant. Or, agreed. Or my other thought is you really need to start trying Yash Nyman at right tackle, at least in practice. Apparently, he played right tackle in college. Yeah, we've talked about kind of the the different sides can be challenging for people. And this has even been brought up for Yash that maybe he can't play right tackle, but yeah, he played right tackle in college. I'm sure he didn't forget. Yeah. And we granted, we didn't draft him, but like we must've seen enough. You would think that he wasn't a terrible right tackle in college. You know, you're not even making it as an undrafted free agent. If you were a terrible tackle, so terrible right tackle. So I, I think we need to do a little, a little shuffling here. The offensive line, Looked better, but I still think that we have not seen our best five out all at once. And I think part of the important part of that is we also have not seen our best five comfortable yet. Obviously, Bakhtiari and and Jenkins have a ways to go until they're 100% back. And truly playing like themselves. Yeah, even though they were back, Elton didn't look like Elton. Bakhtiari was pretty good in the snaps. He was pretty good. Yeah, Jenkins got a, a pass protection. Was a, I don't want to say rough because I don't think it was rough. It was still much better than Royce Newman at right tackle. Correct. Like, there's no it, ifs, ands, or buts. It was not up to our expected standard of a fully healthy Jenkins. But mm-hmm. his run game, I mean, he's still a monster there. He's still a really big, strong dude. Yeah, completely fair analysis. All right, I guess that means it's my turn. Okay, that's enough stalling. So I think that Tyler Davis is going to annoy the crap out of you this season because he's going to continue to see the field and get a catch here or there and do a little sum sum. Apparently he had two catches for 26. We uh, we were talking before the show that I don't remember Tyler Davis's um, his one catch he had for 23 yards. It was on a nice, I think it was play action. Yeah, I think it was one of those kind of the, boot. the flats and mm-hmm. he ran after the catch. And he ran for like 20 yards and ran confident. Happy with the production. It was a nice play. He didn't do anything bad. You still need to give me a few more weeks of consistent productivity and not the consistent negative plays for you to be out of my doghouse. But yes, I knew that I was going to have to atone for my words of earlier. Yeah, you texted me immediately upon that play, by the way. Immediately. And I I know that you will continue to do that every time that he touches the football. <laughs> was there a bad word included in there? For uh, me oh, being I'm embarrassed? sure. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, par for the course. Spot on. But I think that it's good to see him do something. I think you should at least give him credit if he doesn't do anything bad. I don't know how much he's going to be expected to really be a plus necessarily. I think what we saw from this game is probably optimistic of his production and his output. Because most of the time when you hit the tight ends in the flat on one of those little rollouts, they don't get 20 yards. Right. But I think that's pretty much the play he's going to be utilized on. Well, he had, he had two catches in this game. Yeah, the other one was so three yards or whatever. The one, he was able to, I mean, he was kind of schemed open, right? So he was right. able to catch the ball, run with it, looked good, kind of an easy play. 
you expect him to make that. And I think that was like one of the few plays he had last season, something very similar, which is why, you know, Packers, both GM, Gunnikunst, and LaFleur were talking really high Tyler Davis into the offseason. But then if you look at his second play, it was kind of also like the story of what Tyler Davis is going to be. It's one of those unfortunate third downs in the second half, which we're going to get to. And they hit Tyler Davis. It's like third and seven. We hit him for three yards and coverage is right there. And he's not going to make anybody miss, especially in that secondary. Yeah, just not going to happen. That's I think that's probably a little bit more of what we should expect. Yeah, this is a very, hopefully a very telling game. If this is the Tyler Davis we get, I'm happy. You'll be out of the doghouse. We're cool, bro. Good. I'm glad that we got to basically open the show with Tyler Davis of all people for this game. <laughs> I mean, come on. You were chomping at the bit to throw it right in my face. Are I was. You, I was. Are you not always when I mispredict or oh, 100%. hit on people? Or or root for literally the Can enemy? not? Okay, that was two weeks ago. <laughs> we're, we're done with that plot line. Please and thank you. And I know the rest of the, the listeners know, are really thankful that I'm just... Season-long plot line. That's not. You're done. Oh, I had another one. Now it just escaped me. After, after throwing Tyler Davis at me, you kind of got me for a loop here. Curveball. Okay. This is an I know. Okay. The big storyline with this game is is how banged up the Bucks were, right? You're missing a few, your, your top receivers, down a couple offensive linemen, and Akeem Hicks. Packers were also down. Christian Watson, yep. who... We still have to see develop, but it is obvious that he is going to be the deepest vertical threat in this offense. And he sees a lot of snaps, so he's a big part of the offense no matter what. Like you said, right now, even if it is a glorified MVS role, I don't need to discuss that again. Why that's important, we've heard it enough. We didn't have Christian Watson. Sammy Watkins, I think in the Bears game, showed some nice upside. Yep. If we have Sammy Watkins, I mean, those two guys are out there. You know, you're not seeing Jawan Winfrey with some of his missteps in this game. Um, I think Amari Rogers sees the field a little bit less and you can keep the other guys fresh. Or just having them would help. I think those were two big losses. Agreed. Jair goes down. First huge. series of the game, huge. Yeah, talk about the Bucks have nice pieces that were out. Jair is like top three corners in the NFL. Correct. So that's on a whole new level. Mm-hmm. Um, but something else I want to add is that let's just say these teams do meet again in the playoffs. And everyone's healthy. Right. You have a Packer team that has more potential upside due to the youth that is such a core of this roster than the Buccaneers. I'm not saying the Buccaneers are all old players, but Watson. Yeah. I mean, they're they're more veteran. Their offense is pretty yes, old. The yeah. offense is decently old. The defense, like they're they're relatively young, but they're guys that I think are pretty much in their peak. Yeah, no, I, close I agree to with that. It. Yeah. The linebackers aren't going to get significantly better. Levante, David, and they're already like all worldly. Yeah, yep. and uh, those guys in the back end are feisty enough. Yep, Antoine Winfield Jr. I think he pretty much is what he is. Incredible player, but Jamal Dean. These guys, they agree. are what they are at this point. Agree. Vitavea, same thing up front. You have the development of our receivers. I still think the offensive line product should be better, and the defense has looked better. But the more time we play together, the more times that we communicate. I mean, I think that you'll even see Devontae Wyatt play a little better. Quay Walker's already balling out of his mind. I think that we would still, like I said, we have, we have a higher upside going into the playoffs. This Packer team can improve, like, if we're talking Madden, like, overall, multiple points by the time the season's over, where I think the Buccaneers pretty much stay where they're at. I would agree with that, and I think some of that youth at least in theory, leads to potentially being healthier come down, coming down the stretch. Um, if you look, at, for instance, at the Buccaneers, three wideouts that were out, right? <laughs> Mike Evans was out. Shocking, right? Chris Godwin was out. Shocking. Julio Jones was out with whatever he was out with, just being old. Yeah. Shocking, right? This is all, they're all injury prone. A lot of their star players are injury prone. Akeem Hicks, not exactly surprised he missed the game, right? Yeah. A lot of these old guys, just they're hurt all the time at that at this point. That's where they're at in their careers. Not saying Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are old. They're not, but they, they have are been, injury prone. They're in, they've been injury prone their entire careers. Especially Godwin and Mike Evans just happens to fight Marshawn Lattimore. Let's check the schedule. <laughs> Let's hope the Buccaneers play the Saints, you know, week, 
what is it, 18 now? I can't even remember. <clears throat> Week 18, or maybe, maybe we should be rooting for the Saints to get in the wild card round. There we go. They can play the Bucks. Marshawn can throw some punches, get Mike Devins kicked out. Love it. All right. We'll keep that in the back of our pocket. So there. So that is the other NFC team, team I can sort of root for. Because I feel like I'm watching all these games, and I'm like, I want all of you to lose. And it can't quite happen that way. I mean, I'm kind of rooting for the Lions at this point. Oh, yeah. Little brothers. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, they're making some strides. They are. Good for them. Okay, my I know. Or or it could just be an I think. I just really had a strong feeling about that one. I got some of both, but some of these will bleed over into other things. I know, I know, Devin, that we have an incredible set of gunners on special team now. I think Rudy Ford is a magnet. Like He is incredible. I think he is a magnet and gets synced to whoever the punter turn is for that game. I don't know how he does it. I don't know if he's witchcraft, but he is always there. And then Kayshawn Nixon is right behind him. A hundred percent. That's amazing, right? Nixon had the the catch of the punt, right? And then Rudy Ford, like you said, he's just in a flash. He's standing three feet in front of the returner every time. And is a good tackler too. It's he not is. like some of these gunners, they get down there and they just like run right, run right by him. It's like a, a comedy thing on um, like running on ice and you just slide mm-hmm. right by him. He's got the control, the agility to be in the right spot, but also set yourself up to make the tackle. Which is huge, right? Eliminating returns. Big problem we had last year. Big problem we've had for a couple years. I think two of our all-time favorites, Packers, excelled at this skill. Indeed they did. Jeff Janis, of all people, and Jared Bush. And we're going to get more into Jared Bush and and Nixon a little bit later, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, that that was were probably our last two gunners of this quality, I think, and they didn't play together. But last two times that there's been a noticeable skill, I guess, at at being a gunner for the Packers. So that's it. I've loved it. I love seeing them just run down there, eliminating returners, making big plays, down in punts. I mean, just, I know they're great, and it's something that kind of. In the offseason, it's not necessarily overlooked, but it's like, okay, great. Yeah, we're bringing these guys in. Cool, I get it. It's for special teams, but can they contribute on defense, right? That was the big thing because supposedly that's why they're free agents because they couldn't do it on defense. And we will get into that. But also with Rudy Ford, we'll take him. I don't care yet. We, I mean, and hopefully he never has to play. We still don't care, but, but man, he's electric. He is. He's electric as a gunner, which is not something you say very often. Mm-mm. Especially not Packer gunners. Yeah. I mean, we love Jared Bush, but he wasn't even that good. Rudy Ford, literally against the Buccaneers, was there every single time. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to start doubling him, and that's going to affect, like, how teams, like, it's going to affect how much they go for the block. How much they go for the block. Even if they do get a clean catch, is there anybody blocking for them? If you double Rudy Ford, or what are you doing with Nixon? Are you leaving him one-on-one? Are you trying to double him? Because then you have no block. You have no return set up at that point. Yeah, it, it makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. And I think we've already been tested. It kind of snuck by me until uh, the Bears broadcast that the Bears DC was the... I'm uh, oh, sorry, not the DC. The Bears special teams coordinator was a special teams coordinator for the 49ers. And, like, of course, his pressure packages and everything, and the boys held up perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Joe really saw with uh, Dallin Levitt being the personal protector, like our special teams quarterback back there. It's a lot of a lot of improvement. A lot of improvement. Which will go into my, I think. Oh boy. I think I'm finding myself getting excited when Amari Rogers doesn't call for a fair catch. Ooh. Ooh. God, talking up Amari and Tyler Davis in the same show. I want to stay away. I might have COVID. I don't know, bro. Something's wrong. Just kidding. I don't. No coughing. We're good. I appreciate the concern, though, guys. So, yeah. Amari Rogers had, what, like a 25, 30-yard return. Yeah, something like that. Which is called back from the uh, running into the kicker. But he looked explosive, more elusive. I mean, he did still do his sort of, you know, just run around guys. But he had some pop in him. He had an early return where he made a few guys miss. Yeah, his. I think he had two returns for 21 yards, the long being 14 yards. I will gladly take that. We'll take it. And that was the other one was knocked out by the penalty. So, yeah. So, uh, stock trending up for Amari. Keep it up. Love that. What I did not love is late in the game when he 
I believe it was late in the game, where he decided to fair catch and he had oceans in front of him. Yeah, I did see that. Again, you know, we're we're kind of we are nitpicking as we do a little bit because I feel like this time last year it would be like he muffed a punt or he caught it and fumbled. Correct. Or so not his best, but overall still much happier with what we're seeing out of that young man. Okay. Okay. A lot of special teams here. I like it. Um, I'm going to go with, I know that we need to put motion back in the offense. We have a lot to talk about this offense. Oh, I know. I know. So that's kind of almost a teaser as we go into the offense. But, like, there literally has to be another player on the team that can run from one part of the formation to the other part of the formation and not get the ball just like Christian Watson did. They did use Amari three or four times at least on some jets where they didn't give it to him, but just used him, which I was happy about. That's all you need. Yeah, that's all you need. Just the Tyler Irvin. felt like for most of the game, the only person in motion was DeGuara. Yeah, not great. No, not quite what we're going for here. All right, can I jump on the offense? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, so we have been asking. Here's my first take. We have been asking me... You thrust Packer Nation for more pony, right? The famous where we go gun, where we have Dylan on one side, Aaron Jones on the other. We want the pony. At least that's how we've been setting it up. There's obviously other ways mm-hmm. you can do it. You can do, you know, you can have Dylan next to him and and uh, Aaron Jones behind. Like there's different ways you could have both of them on the field. Jones in the slot, Dylan a tight end, whole bunch of stuff. So we went pony. Eight or ten times this game. Yeah, a lot, really. But it felt like every single time it was the same play call, and the Bucks got it down really well by the second half. It's either the inside give or or the pitch on the motion guy. Kind of like the in the bubble. We had, we ran a lot of like RPO in the with the bubble. And that's it. And that's it. And the Buccaneers like clamped it down really well. They eventually um on one of the Keith on stops in the second half, it was again that same play. And Aaron Rodgers is reading like the defensive end on the outside linebacker, you know, hoping that, you know, they both kind of go one way and they right. didn't, they, they knew it was coming. So one of them crashes down hard and kills Aaron Jones, which he handed it off to. But on the other side, they had three guys out there for the screen. And if, it, if that's thrown, that's picked. So a lot, a lot of pony, which we like in theory, but you need to be mixing it up more. And there were a few times that I just don't think Aaron made the right read, whether he should have tossed it or he should have given it. He did the opposite. Obviously, it's a lot easier to see, you know, in foresight or what am I saying? What am I trying to say? Hindsight. Hindsight. Thank you. Hindsight. Words are hard. But I, I agree. I think what we part of what we did not see was the some of that creativity from the Bears game. It's like they forgot about it, right? So we had specifically on the one touchdown pass to Aaron Jones, right? You have Jones in the slot. He comes in motion with Dylan as lead blocker. We didn't even do that. Pretty much every single time we were in Pony was the two guys flanking Rodgers and then the give with the bubble. That was pretty much it. Mm -hmm. That's all we really ran. So I don't know if maybe they don't want to give it too much away yet, if they're going to use this game to kind of set up future you have to set up future off this or else we're just going to have dead plays. Yeah, it just doesn't seem to make sense because, you know, what I was reading about is that our efficiency was super low on those plays. Two yards per carry, I heard. Yeah, which is just... Or two yards per play. Per play. Matter if it was carry or a right. dump because a lot of those were just not going anywhere. Right. This I mean, We have to also pause for a second, guys. Like, this is the best defense we are probably going to play all season. If Buffalo gets some of his pieces back, they could push... But this team, like, where do you attack them? In the middle, you have Vita Vea, who is an absolute freak of a defensive tackle. I would say the best in the NFL at this time. Two all-worldly inside linebackers and a bunch of guys in the secondary who no one's outstanding, but they're all fast. They all run mm-hmm. hard. Between them and the backers, you go outside, and they'll track you down just as easy. Right. Yeah, no, I agree. So it's kind of... Pick your poison, but it, it just did not seem to be a game plan that worked overly well. Mm-mm. And I, I really felt the lack of Christian Watson running those motions and stretching the field, especially those two things. You could really feel the offense just was not was not up to snuff. Right. But if we take a step back, let's kind of break it down a little bit. Right. Because the beginning of the game, we were on fire. We looked amazing. We did. The offense was working. Mm hmm. And then the defense kind of tightened up a little bit, get, took away a lot of the short stuff that we were successful with and kind of broke into because Rodgers didn't throw deep at all this game. 
he had a couple deep passes. One was on the slot fade of Lazard, which was beautiful. That was beautiful. Yeah, all those people saying that Alan Lazard should glorify tight end, kick rocks. Beautiful route. And then he had another one on a deep shot to Winfrey. I think it was a post, which 99 times out of 100, that is that is dead wide open. I heard today apparently him and another receiver ran into each other. So it was Winfrey and Dobbs. Yeah. Winfrey and Dobbs hit each other crossing. Yeah, and Winfrey was, was about to come wide open. Didn't that happen in the preseason, too? Uh, yeah. We had another collision. So. I don't know if it was the same characters, but that's just bad. You can't have that happen. You can't. No. Thankful that play wasn't an interception. You know, a lot of those kind of deep balls across the middle, it can be if the right receiver falls down. But that could have been an easy touchdown. 100%. 100% could have been an easy one. I think that we had some other standouts on offense, uh, none of which were the running backs, unfortunately. But Romeo. 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 He's the big one, isn't he? Eight for eight. Eight targets, eight receptions, 73 yards. And he just looked crisp and confident. Yeah. You know, when we heard the uh, the comparisons from James Jones after the draft, he kind of compared all these guys to, like, former Packers. And for Dubs, I believe the comparison was Greg Jennings, and I thought that was a little overzealous. I can see it, though. I see, I where see it now. From. I see it. Really good in slants. Better with the ball in his hands, like, in, you know, reaction plays, making people miss than I would have thought. But he isn't playing scared out there, and Watson hasn't either. No, I agree. And I think what's interesting is that, you know, a lot of the, the conversation, even when Flores brought it up, is dubs to uh, Devontae, right? It's similar. But I, I think I see a little bit more Greg Jennings. I see more Greg Jennings. Because, like, on that, on the screen that we ran to him, right, when he kind of did some stuff after the catch, Devontae's never really done that. That's not his thing. He's not super quick has extremely good footwork but like he's not and not like that like it's different it's hard to describe but it's different it's a quickness and acceleration Devonte just didn't have in that spot Devon, and Devonte really wasn't that much of a yards after catch guy he would be but not on designed plays to run with blockers i would agree that feels much closer to a, a greg jennings type of of role which is interesting and would be amazing for this offense. Yeah, I mean, he looked great, and you, we knew, we knew that he had, had more opportunities, just with you know the two, uh, two of the guys being out. Right. But I mean, this man, he took that opportunity and he just flew with it. It was great to see. Also, great Rogers trusting him with that slant, like right in the goal line, gets popped by two guys, holds on to the ball. Yeah, that that was a hard catch. Beautiful. And there was another play where he kind of Rogers winged it in there, and Dubs had to snatch it. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of snatch that thing away from his body. Showed really strong hands at the point of the catch. Loved that. That was like, whoa. And you don't think much of it because it was like a 10-yard play or whatever it was. But you don't think much of it. You're like, that's that's a legitimate starting NFL receiver play. Like, that's a guy, right? That's something that you would see from some little bit higher echelon type type receivers in this league. So that, that was really cool. I also want a little shout-out to Randall Cobb. Turning back the clock a little bit. Randall Cobb on that, I think it was our first touchdown drive where he caught a like third and seven. Those little out route catches it, zigs back to the middle, splits the gap on the defenders. Takes like, it 40. Yeah, yeah, man. Randall Cobb, he's he's playing with something. He is. I love it. And, and people keep saying that he's lacking, and we have as well. They just doesn't quite have the juice anymore. But he, we're Randall, wrong. Randall Cobb's still going to Randall Cobb and just come up and, and make some plays when it matters because that is what God put Randall Cobb on this earth to do. And it feels the, like he's got the Mercedes Lewis kind of thing going yeah. where when he does something, the whole team goes wild. Correct. Because everyone loves Randall Cobb. Everyone loves Randall Cobb. I know we do. I was so happy and so excited for him. And he just he shows up when you need him to. Right. Yeah. If it's third down, throw it to Randall Cobb. He's going to make something happen. Him and Lazard now, too, is becoming yeah. a very big third down threat. Oh, they really are. You know who also shows up when you need him? Who? McHenry's own. Oh, big Bob. Big Bob. I think it was, again, one of the first or second touchdown drives. We have a third and long. The pocket crumbles. Rodgers is running for his life. You think he's just, you know, one of those compressed sacks where he goes down and it's ugly. And Big Bob breaks away from his blocking assignment, just makes himself available. Rodgers dumps it to him. He gets, you know, 12 in the first. And he just had a lot of those, like, dump-off plays where it could go for two or three, and he makes it six or seven, Mm -hmm. being the consistent, reliable target we've seen him as. 
I think as the season goes on, we'll try to hit them a little more vertical, right? Maybe when Watson and Watkins are back, we can spread things out a little bit more. You'd think that'd open it up a little bit, yeah. But, you know, Big Bob is just getting back from the ACL, and for 6-37 and 37 and reliable, I'll take it. I was pretty happy with it. I completely agree. Obviously, I'm more than a little biased here, but... Yeah, we know. Uh, I was really happy to see that he had six catches, right? That he got that involved. And a lot of that was dump-offs, and a lot of it wasn't necessarily schemed up for him. And like you said, I hope that comes, because that's when he had that breakout season, right? Where people leave him wide open for touchdowns. Just wide open on his side of the field. And so a lot of that scheme, and so far we don't seem to be using him that way. Maybe some of that's some of the offensive line shuffling, having to chip. This defense is incredible, right? You have to use people in different ways. But that's definitely what I'm looking forward to, see if we can open it up a little bit for him. A little bit more seam stretcher than than what we've seen so far. But great that we're getting him involved early. And like you said, he's just coming back from his ACL. He's only going to get closer and closer to what he was the more time passes at this point. So it takes time to come back to 100%, but he's already looking like a useful piece. Agreed. All right, now I want you to give Aaron Rodgers a grade, like a school grade, like A's, B's. Give me a grade Oof. for the game. Oof. Okay. Um, let's go. Mm. Mm. B minus. Okay. I'm going to go B minus. It's one of those. It's like it was a two-page test. It was a two-page test. It's a two-page test. First page. I mean, 100 out of 100. You know, dude stole the <clears throat> stole the answers. Led should have been a three touchdown drives. Should have been. Not his fault. Not, Not his, his fault. fault. Looking crisp, making good decisions, right? Second page of the test. We move on. It's like he got to the word problems and didn't know what to do. Partially, Yes. Because I feel, and it's not all his fault. I mean, the teacher didn't cover some of the stuff that was going on that part of the test. That's definitely what it felt like. Yeah. But he, uh, you know, maybe he could have done, he could have figured something out, right? So I feel like the, the second half, especially at some point, we needed him to do something, right? You're the back-to-back MVP, four-time overall, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. I, we just need you to put a drive together. Mm-hmm. Like I don't care how it happens. I get that you're facing one of the best defensive minds in the NFL right now. I get that you don't have some of your favorite guys on offense. But at any point in time in this game, we get another score. It could have been a field goal. The game goes a lot differently at the end. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm going to put a lot of that on him. Obviously, a lot of it's on the floor as well. Play calling was not great. It did not seem like we made adjustments to Tampa's adjustments. Especially with Pony, yeah. A lot of those second half drives were kind of wasted. Yeah. In those case 100%. situations because they just knew it was coming and defended it perfectly. And it seemed like they started playing a lot tighter to take away a lot of the quick slants and stuff we were doing off the RPOs. Mm-hmm. Which I think a lot of teams are going to see with how often we've been doing it. Like we have to have outbreaking routes or it's just going to be like if Some we're in double the gun, moves, just something. put someone right in the middle and. Great for the outside carry and deal with it. Agreed. A lot of cover one robbers, what I'd be calling. Easy. But you're Aaron Rodgers, right? You know, do something. I'm going to give him a little bit of grace. Oh, I didn't give him an F, did I? I'm going to go B or B plus. Okay. There were a couple plays. And then we're getting, there were like, what, eight straight third downs that we didn't get. One of them... Uh, AJ Dillon had a drop, but if you would have catch that, would have caught that. That was a little down. awkward one, right? It was a little awkward. Eh, I'm still gonna it was like a little shovel. You should have caught that thing. I don't disagree, but continue. So there's that. I'll give him flack for the the Tyler Davis route because he's not gonna break that. And like, I would rather have you almost throw a worse ball than throw that. Right. Like again, we can't see what else is running down the field, but I would think there would be a better option uh, on one of the. I think the second to last one in the fourth quarter, it's like third and nine, and he has to retreat back, and he throws to Aaron Jones, the line of scrimmage, to make like a diving catch. Mm-hmm. Again, don't what's know the what's going on down the field, but that's not going to do anything. I'll give him the grace period on the Jawan Winfrey fall down because that yeah, could have been his fault. another 65-yard touchdown. 
And he did miss Aaron Jones once really bad in the first half. Mm-hmm. So not peak Aaron, but he still made some hell, hell of some throws in the first half. Did have the nice fade to Lazard yep. in the fourth. I don't quite remember mm-hmm. why that drive stalled. That it was probably RPO stuff. <laughs> when in doubt, RPO stuff. R- RPO pony too much. Any other thing on offense, or you want to flip the page? I think I'm good outside of maybe just a, a second or two. We already touched on the offensive line, but great to get back to Yari back. He looked really good, I thought, overall. Josh looked good as well. Jenkins looking good at right tackle. Needs to get his feet under him a little bit more in pass pro, but in, in the run game still looks nice and strong. So Josh Myers, don't love Jake Hansen coming in for him, honestly. Did Myers come back in? Do we know about his injury I don't status? Know if he did, honestly. It could have been if there were a lot of guys cramping in that heat. I'm hoping yeah, so it was I'm, I'm going to go with a lot of that. A lot of that occurred, but I really like what I'm seeing from the offensive line. I think that these next couple of weeks will start to hit their stride, and that'll be great. Um, and we have some pieces that we can move around if we do have any long, longer injuries like Myers. So, no, I, th- I think overall the offense did not do enough to win the game. I know we won the game, but they didn't quite do enough to win the game. And it's something we need to figure out going forward. We cannot be derailed so easily. And we've been in the past all the time. This is what happens, right? One thing goes bad, and the next thing you know, oh, well, we don't score the rest of the game. We fumbled. It was that fumble, and that's it. It was like, where have I seen this movie before? Literally every time we lose in a big game. (laughs) Yeah, if we fumble, we're done. And Aaron Jones doesn't fumble. Only against the Buccaneers. can we just like throw a little bit of love to the play? So Aaron Jones just what goes out in a little pass. And yeah, it's like a little kind of angle route type of thing. Levante David or uh, the other guy has him. And like has him like probably down. And then Vita Vea had dropped yep. into coverage and is just like a 300-pound wrecking ball oh, into dudes. the man's back. Vita Vea is like 340. I mean, how how are you supposed to hold on to that ball? Just, just think about usually if you're going to be bracing for, you know, for contact. Right. Like he's been hit by Vita Vea before. But you see him coming. And you're kind of being held shot, up, you know, you know? whatever. Yeah. It, it wasn't, you know, cheap or anything. But, yeah, he got the full force of that wrecking ball right in his back. I, I'm not sure. I'm not surprised he didn't drop the ball. I wouldn't have been surprised if he was, you know, had the the wind or even an entire lung knocked out of him after that play. Yep. It's Aaron Jones. He doesn't fumble much. I'm not going to hold it against him. No, no, not really. I, I would one final bit. Mm-hmm. I would like to see a little bit more creativity with the running backs. We touched on it. Even if they're not out there together, like the run game didn't really quite get going. Maybe try to get them involved a little bit more in the pass game. We overall were not as creative with them as we have been the last couple of weeks, specifically the the Bears game, obviously. But didn't really do anything with Aaron Jones in pass routes outside of the little swing routes. Like just do something, especially with Watson and Watkins out. I thought we'd get a little bit more creativity, and we just didn't. Just pony and RPO. Yep. Defense. Let's do it. I think with defense, you need to start with the uh, kind of surprise of the game. You know, we're so happy we have Jair Alexander back, and all of a sudden he disappears. Apparently he went out with a groin injury. And so one of these guys that we talk about so often on the show, these roster fringe bubble guys, and some people listen to our show, or maybe they wouldn't if they took this angle. You know, who cares about the Packers' fourth corner? Or who cares about the Packers' third safety? Well, this is exactly why you care about who the Packers' fourth corner is. Because we're playing against Tom Brady, and you know damn well he was looking for Keyshawn Nixon all day. 100%. He was triggered in on him. Keyshawn Nixon led the team in tackles, had a forced fumble, had a pass breakup in the end zone that would have been a touchdown, and Darnell Savage was the safety over the top there, was not in proper position. He was close. He was on the screen. But if Nixon doesn't make that play, it's a touchdown. This game is much different. I already said he had the peanut punch. He had a couple third down tackles. Same with Razul Douglas, like where it's a little short route to the corpse of Cole Beasley or Scotty Miller or whoever it was. And in years past, we see these guys get blown by tight coverage, tackled them, got them down before the sticks. Keyshawn Nixon, beautiful debut. He did not look scared. He didn't look hesitant. He just went after it. He looked great out there, and he looked much better than your boy JP would have oh, in the same yes. scenario. <laughs> yeah, the Jeff Bush comparisons, I think, are now gone. But then I, I do, I'm like, how much can I love this guy? 
Because he kind of reminds me of JB a little bit. So it's just like Jay-Z. Or like JB. JB. And I got Reservoir God. Like the secondary. So good. Yeah. So good. Also, something I want to make sure is not lost that I do not forget to say. I think that it's a little ironic, right? Mm. You could point to the drafting of Eric Stokes being Tom Brady to Scotty Miller. 100%. When I think of yep. that Eric Stokes pick, granted, we needed a quarter anyways, but that... It was the Kevin King debacle. It yeah. was the Kevin King, Will Redmond debacle that we need a fast corner. I think you're going exactly where I'm about to go. Yeah, Tom Brady... He was scared of Eric Stokes. He threw at him one time. One time all game. One time. This is a second-year pro, Tom Brady. Are you scared of a second-year pro? Because it kind of sounds like you were, about. It kind of seemed like it, right? And I think the, the flip side of that, this is kind of where I thought you were going, is once again we put our slowest corner on Scotty Miller. Okay. So but, let's let's hold on a second. Hold, but on, right, a second. hold on. Hold, hold on. Hold on. Okay. I mean, it's a fact, but hold, this hold is on. a much different situation. Sh- sh- hold on. Okay. Let me talk. So we'll put our big, strong corner on Scotty Miller, right? Right? Similar yes. to Kevin King, right? In theory. In theory, similar in, to Kevin King. In but theory, we wanted Kevin King to essentially be where Rasul is, right? I in, would agree with that. In theory, Kevin King yes. was a little bit more athletic before he got hurt, yada, 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 whatever. Similar type players, archetypes, right? Okay. Can, can we go that far? We can go that far. Okay, thank you. However, Rasul is obviously leaps and bounds better because the dude just bodied Scotty Miller every play. Oh, my he God. He bullied him. I mean, it's my favorite Packer player. He didn't it's, let him go no, anywhere. It's no secret. And Scotty Miller, I know you're going to do whole Barrington's own thing, but I hate that mother. I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. I'm petty. I hate him. The fact that... That that he had one reception for it's four yards. Hate him, but roof of the Bears. Anyways, continue. One catch for four yards, and they showed a few times. Yeah, Razul was completely just bullying him physically. He had he had no chance. None, none whatsoever. So I I absolutely loved seeing that. Yeah, Tom Brady just didn't have answers for the secondary, and except for that first drive, which I think is going to be. Anytime you have a star player go out or any player on defense, I think that possession is always going to be a little bit rough. Yeah, and and as we know now, every offense scripts the first 20 plays or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and those are generally the best 20 plays for a team. Agreed. Um, so not surprising that they were successful in their first drive. That's kind of fine, whatever. It is what it is. And then, of course, with an eight-point game, and we have two and a half to go, we did, as my dad would call it, the prevent the win defense. I was going to say, how nervous were you during that drive? It just makes your head spin. And I know that I do it too when we play Madden. It's not the same. I know. But you still call plays. And you do go a little more conservative in that situation because 100%. Yeah. You, you don't want the big play. Mm-hmm. But also, like what we had been doing was working the entire time. It was smothering them. They had scored six points to that point. A lot of man, which we were all hoping for. Yep. And then a lot of, not necessarily called blitzes with Quay Walker, but you know if Quay is covering the running back and the running back stays to block, then Quay goes and blitzes. And even just those four or five were pretty effective. I know that we got Brady yep. on the ground, what, two or three times? Three times, yeah. We got a handful of hits. He was definitely pressured and uncomfortable for a lot of this game. Um, what's going on with this? Oh, yeah, but so if, if it's working for the entire game, why not keep going, especially when it's working to that extent? Yeah, and and what is Brady going to do? If you sit back in zone, he's going to nickel and dime you. That's why I knew. He's literally made a, his career out of that. It's like by th- by like the third play of that drive, I was like, all right, well, they're just going to keep on dumping it off to Leonard Fournette. He's going to get 12 yards because everyone's so far back off the line of scrimmage. Yeah, no one's even looking at Leonard Fournette, yeah. So they're going to score the touchdown, and it's all mm-hmm. about the two-point conversion. Now, mm-hmm. thankfully... We had that play completely dotted up. There was nobody open. We knew what the play call was. Shout out to the Jumbotron. Aaron on the Pat McAfee show did kind of dispel that rumor. I know, but it's fun. It was really fun. Yeah, it would have been amazing. Like, he's like, yeah, there was no, like, Microsoft tablet reading on the Jumbotron. Like, how would how would you even think that would happen? So, for anybody that doesn't know, because um, everyone's probably not on the internet quite as much as us, which, good for you guys. Uh, 
they uh the the rumor was going around that the jumbotron in the stadium showed the tablet tom brady's tablet as they were kind of reviewing the play they were going to run for the two-point conversion the second time after they took the delay of game which that's something we should also talk about and i think bukowski was really hammering it or andy herman one of the guys i listened to was that you know lafleur said in the press game conference post-game conference that he went to joe barry when the buccaneers were driving and were like make sure you have your two-point play so the Buccaneers scored that touchdown, and it was like kind of reviewed, not like a super under the booth, you know, ten minute thing. Right. But there was still a stalling. Yeah, it wasn't like okay, immediately let's go kick the extra point. So you had time. Yeah. So it's pretty obvious to me they didn't have a good play drawn up, I, and I wonder if the part of that was because they were in that exact situation when they had to score a couple times, right? They ran like two plays from there. Did they use them? Maybe, but you would, I don't know. You think you dial up more, uh, several, right? You kind of have a... You have like a, like a money package, like five or six plays in that spot that you want to go right. to. But, like I said, that's the only thing I think of is maybe they used up one of their, their favorite ones. That's all I got. We need to be thankful that they didn't get that ball off because there's a better than not chance that Lenny walks into the end zone there. It's pretty decent It, it looked like it. Pretty decent chance. Obviously, you don't know because we're not going full speed because the, the whistle and all that and... and but like Tom Brady, what are you doing? And to he not is, even get the playoff, he started to call an audible two seconds. The goat, left. the goat, the goat does that. How I don't know. And he also, granted, we helped with giving pressure, but he missed a few throws. I mean, he definitely did not look like his Tom Brady got self. Maybe it's a divorce. Maybe it's a Sean Gary. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe what's it's Kenny Clark coming in with two sacks. Both of them. Ooh, man, they are still a problem love kenny clark he's so good this year you know sometimes you see a movie trailer and it's not really what the movie is right maybe they showed you the best scenes mm-hmm. kind of feel like that san francisco 49er defense game it's like a, it's like a movie trailer and i wasn't quite sure if that was going to be the actual thing it's the actual thing these guys man this defense could be something special when they play as a unit they're i'm not going to say there's no one better but there are a few teams that are this is legitimately, we have the potential to be top five, top three defense, I feel. Something I wanted to point out, speaking on the defense as a whole. Okay. Our two turnovers that we forced that were pivotal. Yep. Both were forced fumbles. Mm-hmm. The first one is, I don't think it was Russell Gage. It might have been Rashad Perriman. Let's say. Uh, yeah, I think it was Perriman. It's, it's Perriman, who catches it eight, ten yards down the field. One of our corners has him pretty much wrapped up. And then... Guess who comes in flying for the kill? Quay Walker. The Quay Maker. <laughs> That's a bit of a stretch. I kind of prefer the Velociraptor a little bit better. You know, sinking his talons into that ball and ripping it out. But Causing he... an earthquake. Devin hadn't thrown any in there yet, so I was just waiting my turn. I mean, it's pretty... <laughs> it's not bad. I'm still throwing off that you're making the dad jokes, and I'm not. <laughs> Maybe I'm just, you know, taken aback by that, but... Give me some time. Let that marinate in here a little okay. bit, and I'll get back to okay. you. Effort. And that man has shown consistently that it is going to be a key part of who he is as an NFL player. Agreed. You have that. And then you also have on the Nixon forced fumble. I think it was. It doesn't matter which receiver. Oh, it was Russell Gage. That's who it was. Russell Gage, one of their little. Six slot receivers. That's pretty much all they have at this point. Catches a little outbreaker. It's going to go back in. So, Mr. Nixon is towards like the outside of the field. He's towards the sideline. Do you just want to call him the president? Yeah. I mean, he listen, <laughs> Nixon hasn't looked this great since Watergate. So, I think we need to have an applaud for the name. Yeah, I made that joke multiple times. <laughs> Come on, it's me. I can't help myself. Sounded way too rehearsed. I knew it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, Mr. President. So, when Mr. President turns in and looks at this receiver with the ball, you right. know what he also sees? He sees three Packers. It was Quay Walker. It was, um, oh, God, Jonathan Garvin and somebody else. But they're all storming into the middle. Like, they could, they could potentially make that tackle. So, Mr. President 
realizes that, adjusts his angle to kind of hit him, and he's either going to kind of push him into the middle towards the rest of the guys, or he really does. He does go for that the peanut punch, right, did, which yeah. isn't a very secure tackle. But he had faith by bumping him in. If he doesn't get the forced fumble, then there's going to be three guys to pick him up. Right. But then, oh, by the way, when he gets the ball loose, they're all there to recover. You know, freaking convoy. Yep. And that's something I think that we haven't seen in years past where we'd have a lot of forced fumbles or at least multiple that I can remember that we weren't recovering because not everyone is hustling to the ball. I agree. Yeah. On this defense, nobody takes plays off and nobody stops short of the whistle which I, I cannot remember us having that in a long time. Yeah, we have a lot of athletes, and we have a lot of hustle. Put those two things together, you have a really good defense. The tackling was 200% better. So much better. Over the so first couple better. weeks. It's, it's And Lenny beautiful. Is, is hard to bring down. That is a large man. Too large to play running back, in my, my personal opinion, at this point in his life, but that's okay. He could still be playoff Lenny every every once in a while, but he he's a load, man, and... and we did not see him break a lot of tackles. No, he finished with 35 yards on the ground, 12 carries. So that's a 2.9 yard average. My favorite stat <clears throat> stat. There's a long of six. I was just going to say six. That's it. That's so that's the rest of them are probably two yards. Correct. Maybe two and a half. But yeah, he didn't do shit. And that means it's someone consistently who has, good run defense. This is someone who has killed us in the past. Mm -hmm. And also, if you think about his prototype, He's much bigger than Montgomery, but Montgomery was also like trucking us. He wasn't just Correct. shifting. So I was like, uh oh. This could be a problem. If we had some we had some issues body tackling David Montgomery. This is a guy who's gonna pose a slightly different threat, but you know, you think that he could expose that in our run game. Similar. Similar. Yep. He didn't do shit. It was beautiful. All right. I think I'm pretty happy with our Buccaneer coverage. Is there anything else you wanted to get to? Shout out to O'Donnell, man. Love that part. Oh yeah. Patty, 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 love it. Yeah, he is a pot of gold of himself. He is. He absolutely is. Him mixed with our gunners, man, we got ourselves a punt team. Maybe we should just throw out one more thing. Okay. Just looking at these these roster bubble signings. Mm -hmm. Nixon, O'Donnell, Ford. There was another one I had in mind that I'm blanking on now. Oh, Jerron Reed, who had one of the fumble recoveries. And Jerron really Reed good. played his ass off yeah. and had a sack. Like these guys, these are this isn't like a big sexy free agent class like we've had, you know, with like the the Smiths and Billy Turner. Yeah. But I think this is one of our best, like low key, under the radar free agent classes in, in terms of impact. I agree, and I think Goody this is something Goody's good at, kind of that end of roster churn that really Make sure that the bottom end of the roster is able to come up and make some plays for you. And contribute. Yeah, in some way, somehow. Not be the... Uh... can't remember his name now. Went to the Jags. Linebacker that I hate so much. Ty Summers. Ty Summers. Yeah, don't be Ty Summers. Don't be absolutely worthless where we don't want to see you on the field at all. Like That's not your, that's not your, your point. You should be excited to see some aspect of their game. Even Correct. if we don't want to see Rudy Ford lining up at strong safety, which shout out to Amos for a real big bounce back game. His tackling yeah, was he secure. Good. He looked good. Also, quick little shout out to Savage, who looked better as well. Not amazing, but better. He had one of the fumble recoveries. And um, Campbell, we didn't even bring up the, the actual end of gameplay where he just pops that, that thing in the air, right? Kind of amazing he could do that after his 16 tackles. 14, but still, Jesus. Busy man. Busy man. So he jumps up there, pops that thing up. But if you watch the replay, right? Savage had it. Sa I, there was no That ball was not getting through. That was incomplete. There's no way that was getting through. Savage had outstanding coverage on that play. I sometimes think he's a little bipolar with his mindset and the way that he plays. What we saw this Sunday was good Savage. Yeah. It was aggressive. It was instinctive. He had that play locked up. There was a pass interference that was called on him when he was covering, I believe it was Cameron Brait, on kind of an iffy call. But yeah. The, the way he went for the ball reminded me of when he was going to go up against, was it Jamar Chase in Cincinnati mm -hmm. last year? And granted, people are going to say it's you know it's better if you make the tackle, but I like you going for the diving interception. I do. I Agreed. appreciate the aggressiveness. Agreed. 
So it was nice to see him playing more confident, more instinctive. That's what we want. Bad Savage is when he's slow and he's thinking too much. Now, this guy is the king of being consistently inconsistent. Let's hope he can string some of these together. Completely agree. Overall, much better showing from the safety, secondary overall. Defense as a whole, really excited to see what we can do kind of going forward here. And going forward, we go from Tom Brady's current team to Tom Brady's former team. Oh, would you look at that? Would you look at that? That's written up so nicely. So we have the, uh, I believe it's the one and two Patriots coming into town. Or are we going to them? Not that it really matters, matters, but we're playing the one and two Patriots. I'm sure I could look it up in a second. But until then, the important news of this matchup. They're coming to us. They're coming to us. Is the second year quarterback, Mr. Mac Jones for the bucket or uh, for the Buccaneers. Here we go. <laughs> Not get yet. T- get these teams real confused. Yeah, give them like 12 more years. The Patriots quarterback did something to his ankle on the very last play of the game when it was out of reach. Um, so he's, he's going to be out for at least three weeks. And I know we don't really care that it's three weeks. The important thing is it's one week. So he will be out. We will have the uh, journeyman, Brian Hoyer. Oh, boy. Terrified. Yeah. <laughs> if Mac Jones wasn't was playing, no. what I would say, this is a team. That has good running backs. They have a nice one-two combo of Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson. Both quality. Yeah, one's averaging four point six, one's averaging five yards per carry. Not the exact same, but you know, kind of comparable. AJ yeah. Dillon, Aaron Jones, um, with Ramondre Stevenson kind of being you know the big power back. I think yeah. Okay, you gave me a look like I was completely wrong. And I was like, <laughs> no. They also do have former Packer Ty Montgomery. He's on IR. Oh, wonderful. So I was going to say, I'm not going to say anything about him because then he'll go off and we'll lose so, my 30 yeah, points. No, you're good. We're good. Whew. All right. If Mac Jones is playing, I would have said this is a team that has the, the two good running backs. Yeah. But nobody on the perimeter really scares me. They have a whole bunch of like number two or number threes. Jacoby Myers, I think, is banged up. But yep. like Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne. Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker. Um, who's a little Jordan Humphrey. Do they... They have him? They have Lil oh, Jordan God. Humphrey. All right. Well, now I'm more scared. <laughs> they have the two tight ends they signed a couple of years ago that they paid a lot of money to. haven't really gone too much. John U. Smith and Hunter Henry. Which are both very quality players, and they just don't really do anything. That was a darling of yours. You loved Hunter Henry for like three years. I did. Well, he was great. He was. I liked him coming out of Arkansas. I liked him when he was on the Chargers. John U. Smith is an ultra-athletic guy. I mean, in camp this year. Coming into the season, they're talking about hand like John New Smith was going to be like part of their goal line back package, where he's going to be getting the ball near the goal line as a running back. I would not want to tackle him. No, and he's <laughs> always been super athletic. Back to when he was in Tennessee, when he'd stayed healthy, he'd have huge years with Ryan Tannehill, and he put those two together, and nothing really happens. Nope. And on defense, I feel like they're an aging bunch. Uh, you still have Devin McCourty back there at free safety, being the general of the defense. Leads the team in total tackles. And then you got kind of middle middle of the field guys, but that's kind of what Belichick has always had. Yeah, Matthew Judon, I guess, right? They're still going to play tough. I would expect more out of their defense than their offense. Overall, especially with Brian Hoyer, this is a team that we should not have difficulties with. Agreed. If we see the team that we played last week. If we get into poor tackling and get out of our game script on offense, we could be in trouble. This is another game where... I don't see the Patriots beating us, but I could see us beating us. Completely agree. Um, if we can stop the run, this should not be a very a very hard game for us to win. No, not at all. So I, that's that's definitely their strength at this point. I don't see uh, Brian Hoyer pulling out Joe Flacco and just completely reviving his career. No, not, not going to happen. happen. Jinx. Ooh. All right. Now to jump around to the rest of the NFL. Sure. sure. Yep. Okay. All right, so week three, I was, my, my screen was being slow. My apologies. Week three. All right, other matchups that matter. So the Saints lost to the Panthers, which is unfortunate for our whole Mike it Evans is, but, plot line. But like, who cares? Man? Yeah, in reality, Those who cares? Those two teams, just terrible. That's right. I forgot when I try to do this, you're going to be down my throat about it. So I'll be more careful. Eagles didn't look really impressive. 24 to 8 over the Commanders. You'd expect more out of them. It felt like a little bit I heard and watched that game. They should have won by, like, 30. Just Commanders suck. Miscues and hurt themselves. Good. Just not capitalizing fully on, on kind of what they were doing. But Jalen Hurts looks like the real deal at this point, so that'll be interesting going forward. Yeah. Right now, 
if the season ended today, they would be the team I would at least want to play in the playoffs. 100%. The Bears beat the Texans, and Justin Fields looked absolutely awful. He's, like, getting worse while they win. It's a very odd, odd thing. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. I got nothing. I got nothing. He looks... It's, like, the most pathetic win I've ever heard of. Because, like, Bears fans here, right? Because we're both in the Chicagoland area. Uh, oh, that's why the show is South of Jetta Curtain. Crazy. I'm glad you remember the name this time. Yeah, me too. Um, like, they all hate him at this point. I feel like you can't... See, part of me doesn't want to blame him because he has such, like, shitty supporting cast around him. But, yeah, man. And I, I was trying to talk up Bears fans after, like, hey, you guys won, like, be happy. And they're like... Rrr. I'm like, okay. Hey, he's right. got one good receiver, a halfway decent tight end, and two good running backs. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. He's got two decent receivers. He's got oh, e- EQ. he's got EQ, EQ out there. Don't forget. So it's just like Jesus. it's not the cupboard is not completely bare. The offensive Any, line is terrible. Anyways, that, yeah, no, that's that's a bad team, and it's kind of I think it's good that they win. I hope they win like eight games this year. So they keep him. So they keep him and have a terrible draft pick. That would be nice. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, if he doesn't start improving drastically, I think they're drafting another quarterback. They gotta let him throw the ball first to find out, right? Right, you but think. when he's like three of thirteen, why would you let him throw the ball? Yeah, but then they never let him get more than like thirteen passes, which is that's not going to work. When Khalil Hubbard Her- Herbert, Herbert is running for like eleven for one fifty, though, pretty solid strategy. True that. Yeah, I would. I think I'd be dishing the rock to him a little bit more. But hey, that's just me. I'm just an international podcast. He doesn't host. even. He doesn't even start on his own team. Doesn't even start on his own team. Had to have a, a Devin go down, David. David, David. David. God, I'm off today. My apologies, folks. All right. Let's keep the train rolling. Rams uh, squeaked out of Arizona with a win, 20 to 12. Of course they do. Arizona's kind of terrible and can never beat the Rams. There you go. Summarize that game for you. Yeah. And hey, listen, the new Call of Duty is coming out in a few months. We all know Kyler Murray is going to be all up into that. I actually saw a pretty ridiculous stat line. Somebody went back and like was able to track his performance when a weekend like the Call of Duty game would have like a double XP. So for those at home, oh it's like you get like double the points. His passer rating is significantly worse when there's weekends of double XP. Hey, the man's got priorities. Yeah. <laughs> They're not football, but he's got priorities. I hope he's much more clutch in Call of Duty than he is in the playoffs. I imagine he couldn't be worse. I would agree with that. All right. Other NFC games that matter. Bit of a laugher. Uh, the Sunday night game. When San Francisco yeah. went to Denver, that terrible. That, that's just that hurt to watch. Well, it, it didn't hurt Dan Orlovsky. Dan Orlovsky is that's very, true. very very happy that someone else did it. And you guys are like Dan Orlovsky. Who's that? So he's a guy who is one of the ESPN broadcasters. Yeah, was in the Lions, couple of teams for like six or eight years. Saw an NFL backup quarterback career, but he was thrust into action for the Lions. I believe the season they went zero and sixteen. Yeah, and he very infamously. Uh, was scrambling out of the pocket, like on his own one-yard line, and was trying to evade Jared Allen. We can remember, trying to wait, run away from that guy. He's a scary dude. And he ran out of the back of the end zone for a safety. Apparently, he got back to the sideline, and Calvin Johnson and other guys were, like, hysterically laughing at him. <laughs> so I can imagine. So Jimmy Garoppolo, one's up, maybe even two ups, Dan Orlovsky, yep. by he runs out of the back of the end zone, and throws a pick six at the exact same time. Like, that was impressive. If he didn't run out of the end zone, it would have been a pick six. So Honestly, thank, running out of the end zone. Thank God he did. Yeah, was the best case scenario at that point. And he threw it to, like, Nick Chubb, or Bradley Chubb. <laughs> I was going to say, wrong team, but. <laughs> I'm just going to say, like, one one of their names from now on. Oh, uh, yeah, that was, that, that hurt to watch. And as a uh, Jerry, Judy, Cortland Sutton, and uh, Russell Wilson fantasy owner across various leagues. Not great, man. Russell Wilson is 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 not good right now. Yeah, I'm only I'm only in one fantasy league, and Russell Wilson is my quarterback. Kind kind of want Drew Locke to come back to to help Jerry Judy out a little bit at this point. Not actually, but like, did he forget how to play football? Like, I it kind of looks like it. I hate this man. I hate it. I don't like. And, him. and I was giving him a chance. It's I was like, like what are you doing? You have all these PCs. You got to hack it. You got to do something. And and maybe it isn't Nathaniel who can't hack it. Maybe Russell oh can't God. hack it. Okay, moving on. Next game. Uh, Cowboys beat the Giants, so the Giants are no longer the worst undefeated team in NFL history. That's cool. Good for them. Coop- Shout out to Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush going to make a little quarterback controversy when he leads the, the uh, Cowboys to be like 5-0. and Cool. Probably not going to happen. 
Uh, we won't even go to AFC games because if not, you're just going to be like, Devin, those teams don't matter, so I won't. We can preview for next week a oh. little bit. Shout out to Tua. The fighting Dolphins. We don't need to talk about that. Taking down the Bills. We don't need to talk about that. The Bills are basically playing with the practice squad at this point. Everybody's out. We've been there. I understand. No excuses. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Vikings go to the Saints, so hoping the Saints can pull it a dub there. That's, that'll be an interesting game. It will be. They have some history. Seahawks go to, go to Detroit. I'd probably pick Detroit in that game. Bears, yep. Giants. No one really cares. I'm looking for a game with, you know, playoff implications. Browns, Falcons, no. Commanders, Cowboys. I'm, again, Cowboys I think Cooper Rush is going to win this yeah. one, yeah. Jags, Eagles, maybe a little revenge Ooh, game. That'd be fun. Doug Peterson? I like that. Could you do that for me, please? I like that that'd game. That'd be great. Two young, up-and-coming athletic quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Some interesting offenses that play there. That's a fun one. I think it'd be great. Let's go, Dougie. Chiefs, Bucks. Sunday Man. night game. So, Go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. Marquez. Marquez almost got them in a field goal range against the Colts. So how about that? Go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. And then Rams Niners. Go injuries? Yeah, go injuries. 100%. Yeah, I think that's all I got. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm good. All right. So hopefully we don't beat ourselves and we can climb up to 3-1 and one and be feeling good. I expect that's where we'll be. Here's hoping they listen. <laughs> Here's hoping they listen. <laughs> and don't throw to Tyler Davis too much. Please and thank you. But until next time. Go Petco. Go Petco.